0: the angels looked like a different team offensively against the cubs the last two nights what changed we think you know and we're going to tell you what we know it's time to get locked on with mike and john and this is locked on angels you are locked on angels your
1: daily los angeles angels podcast
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB, And when you do, enter our promo code LockedOnMLB. And they're going to throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order thanks for being
1: here for this episode of lockdown angels where it's your team every day you've got the Frisch brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john it's our second season here at lockdown angels and it's our pleasure to talk angels baseball monday through friday every single monday through friday with you thank you for being every day or and being here with us if it's your first time here hello we're glad that you're here. We're longtime fans of this team, and we hope that we can teach you a little something about our Halos each and every episode. Speaking of which, Mike, we're going to have a conversation later on about something that we've been on. We've been, we've been on, on that. this, and we're going to talk about <laughs> it. But first, let's talk about the Angels' big win against the Cubs on
0: Wednesday night, 6-2, to Mike. Yeah, how about that, Johnny? And they had a complete game. Offense, defense, and pitching, Johnny. It started with Mike Trout's home run. Not only did he hit a bomb, and that ball, that ball was just going and going yes. and going. It looked like a fly ball to center field at one point, and then it just got over the right field wall, which was right. great. And when Trouty's going opposite field or he's hitting those gaps, that's when you know that he is on those pitches, and that's the Mike Trout that we have come to love. Mm-hmm. And then he takes a home run away, John. And it was yeah. one of those. It was one of those catches where is that going to go out? I think it's going to go out. And then Trout just kind of nonchalantly Trouts it. And he <laughs> he jumps up and grabs it and throws it back in. And he just looked different last night defensively, John. His his catches in the seventh inning when Aaron Loop was on the mound. By the way, I think Trout's ERA should have went down, not Aaron Loop's. <laughs> but he had a couple of just really great run and catches. And and with Renhifo in left field, there is a concern about his lack of awareness of being an outfielder. And I love that Trout just took control of center field. Did you love that about Trouty last night, Johnny? Mike
1: looked like Trout. Mike Trout looked like the Trout of old. It looked like 2012 Trout. Yes. That's hard to say. 2012 Trout out (laughs) there. And he looked like he was having fun, Mike. And sometimes I wonder if that's what's missing from Mike Trout's playing time some of the time is just – The guy's got to have fun. He loves baseball, and he looked like he was having fun in the outfield. Saved Aaron Loop. I said that Aaron Loop owes him dinner after bailing him out on the mound out there. Uh, But, yeah, so it was great to see him command center field like that. And then before we talk about more defense, how about the rest of the offense with Luis Ranjifo hitting that home run first pitch, dead center field, Yep, and then had an RBI single on the first pitch of the AB, and then a stolen base. His fifth of the season, Mike, I was concerned about Renhifo, but he's been heating up over the last week. I think he has a 3.75 average over his last seven games or so. Yeah. And then talk about more outfield offense. Mickey Moniak breaking this game wide open in the sixth with a bases-clearing uh, double. He had the bases loaded, and he hit that double. And then Shohei Otani stealing bags in the eighth and in the ninth inning. So that guy's on the move. Not only can he pitch, he can hit – and be on the move. Uh, Mickey Moniak, of course, Anaheim's favorite Mickey right now because he's just been a stud. And then he made a couple of incredible plays out there. He robbed Nico Horner of a hit. And then he also caught that foul, that out in foul territory. And the the best thing was that he gave that ball to the Cubs fan who almost actually got it. Wayne Randazzo said, somebody's got to tell that little Cubs fan about the playoffs and
0: 2003 and give yeah, him a heads up. Gooby laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed at that one. That was a, that was a great line, Johnny. Let's talk about pitching for a moment. Yeah, how about Jaime Berea? He every start he's had so far since being moved into the starting rotation, he's gone five innings and he went five innings last night and only walked one, struck out three. Looked really good to start and then struggled a bit. But his struggle wasn't like, oh man, he's just really falling apart. It was mm-hmm. just one of those games where. It was kind of a dink and duck by the Cubs. Their exit velocity on their hits, I think, were in the 80s and in the 70s. And yeah. so they weren't hitting him really hard. They just they just found holes. And that's going to happen with sure. major league hitters, right? He only threw 76 pitches, so there was a lot of conversation on Angel's Twitter about should he have stayed in the game. What do you think?
1: I, I'm okay with how it went down because I think you give some chances to the bullpen pieces that you have. And if if you have the ability to use them, then by all means, use them. I think... You know, it really is a, a, up to Phil Nevin and and how they feel about Berea in the moment. I think 76 pitches, he definitely could have gone more. I think he went 90 pitches the last time out, so he does have a little bit left in the tank. But I think after he got hit around a little bit and gave up those two runs, maybe there was some concern of just like, hey, you know what, it's a good start, he qualifies for the win, let's keep him, keep him in there, but then... Because he didn't qualify for the win, it actually went to Ben Joyce. He got his first win, Mike. And here's the thing about Ben Joyce that we tried to warn people about because they were like, bring him up, bring him up from double A. He needs to be in the bullpen. And we agree. He needs to be in this bullpen. However, the walks are going to come with the territory. He did a good job of getting out of that jam where the bases were loaded. He gave up two walks and he got out of it. He didn't look like he had the best control. But Gooby mentioned on the broadcast that That's going to happen. Your shoulder is going to fly open and your release point is not going to be quite right, especially when you throw that hard. However, he was able to get out of it. That was great. And listen to this, Mike. This is the first time that Aaron Loop has not had a base runner since April 12th in a full innings worth of work. So one full inning, no base runners. First time since April 12th. And that was all
0: because of Mike Trout in center field, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe it. I believe this is the first (laughs) time. (laughs) I think all Angel fans believe it. Yeah, Trouty had some really, really great defense in that inning to really help him. And again, I think, again, Trouty's ERA should have went down instead of Luke's ERA. Yeah. Uh, And how about Sam Bachman, Johnny? He pitched two perfect innings. Oh, I'm so glad he went two innings. That was awesome. My goodness. He has just like flipped a switch like he is he came up he struggled with some walks which is a part of the territory being a rookie coming up and learning like Ben Joyce but i think Bachman's got the best stuff out of all of those guys in that bullpen hmm. and and it's interesting to me how they're setting this bullpen up And I don't know if I'm a fan of it, although I'm really a big fan of who we have there. I don't think I like the... On these days, we're using these guys, and on these days, we're using those Mm, guys. mm -hmm. I I think I like the mix and match because I think that having something like Soriano coming in after a Bachman or before a Bachman and mixing Joyce in there and then uh, being able to have like a Davinsky, and I know that they pitched the night before... But I I think that it actually keeps the other teams uh, kind of on their toes and Mm. the the expectation is who's going to come in next, right? Um, So I hope that there isn't this playbook that's being – delivered from the front office you know we've talked about that before in this pod yeah um but it just it seems like you you know who's going to pitch out of the bullpen on which nights, and and I don't know if I'm a fan of that because I I love the element of surprise I love the hey let's bring this guy in I get that we were up six to two so you didn't really need Davinsky you didn't really need Carlos Estevez and, but when it's close I, I would I would prefer them being able to mix and, and being able to match that would be my only complaint about last night Angels actually looked really, really good. And again, they, they were like a complete team. And Johnny, we, we got news that Hunter Renfro is going to go on the paternity list. Yes. Uh, so he's going to be going to be a daddy. That's awesome. Yeah. And and they brought up uh, some guy named, um, uh, uh, well, let me look it up. Uh, Joe uh, Adele. Uh, aha. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do with Joe now that he's on this roster with the way that Mickey Moniak is playing? And of course, with Taylor Ward out there already.
1: Well, Here's the thing about the paternity list. I think you only get three games worth of time off. So okay. uh, it's not going to be a very long stay, I imagine. But Mike, they, he's got to get at least one game in there just to see how he's doing and how he can perform at the major league level. I hope that he's in there tonight. Honestly, I think that that would be really great to see. Yeah. Um. Because we want to get a good look at Joe Adele, at least once before he goes back to AAA. I still think AAA is the place for him to be. I still think that he needs to cook down there for most, if not all of the season, because he's just tearing it up. And as we all know, he's got the gifts. He's got the talent. He just didn't have the mental strength to handle the big stage. And I think that goes away when you help him build his confidence back up. One thing I want to mention before we move on, a no-hit bullpen Mike nobody gave up a hit Mm -hmm. nobody surrendered one so that was really great to see going to your point about the bullpen I felt like it was mixed and matched enough just because Ben Joyce came in in the
0: sixth yeah
1: then he had Aaron Loop and Sam Bachman finishing it off I'm I think they're still trying to figure out how to use this reworked bullpen because it does not look anything like it did on day one. So, so I goodness. think they're still kind of, yeah, no kidding. They're still trying to make some adjustments there. But hey, at the that end of sense. the day, the Angels are 33 and 30. They're going for the sweep against the Cubs. It's going to be uh, Reed Detmers versus Drew Smiley, who's actually been pretty good yeah. for the Cubs. So you can yeah. catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. And coming up on Lockdown Angels, hey, we told you a few weeks ago about the solution to the hitting with runners in scoring position issue. we'll tell you what that is coming right up.
0: Lockdown Angels is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is a clothing company that's all about your comfort. And when you wear pants and shorts from Bird Dogs, you're going to look good and feel good. Take the Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts, for example. They fit way better than regular shorts because they aren't made of stiff, restricting cotton. Instead, Bird Dog shorts are made of cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. And this way, you can look way slimmer, which is what we all need as summer's coming, right? Without having to sacrifice movement, which is also what we need. You want to be comfortable. Bird Dog also uses anti-stink, Johnny, anti-stink and sweat fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So whether you on the golf course or at a meeting or on a date or hanging out with friends, or maybe even at an angel game on a Sunday when it's bright and sunny, you're going to look good, feel good, and smell good Bird dogs, pants, and shorts work everywhere for you. So check out birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. You can get yourself a pair of pants and shorts there. And when you do, use our promo code locked on MLB. And Bird Dogs is going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with your order. It's what I've been drinking out of on this show. If you're on the YouTube side, that's what I have. Uh, that's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. You can use our promo code locked on MLB. And trust me, you're not going to want to take your bird dog's pants or shorts off. They're so comfortable. So head to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB today.
1: Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, join us Monday for a full recap of the Mariners series. Got those Mariners coming to town, Mike, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can beat up on them again. Stir up the hate. Stir yeah, up the Stir head. it up. <laughs> stir it on up. They're they're kind of down on their luck this yeah, season. They, but you know, they that they means were, we gotta stir it up. <laughs> I know. They were uh they were slow out of the gate last season too. But hey, the Angels are playing the Cubs tonight, six thirty-eight Pacific time. Catch every pitch of the Angels Hometown Broadcast
0: with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search angels. Johnny, around this time last year, the Braves were really struggling about nine, 10 games under 500. And so their manager called for a closed door meeting. And mm-hmm. after that meeting, the Braves won over 70 games and were over 30 games over 500 by the end of the season. Oh, in first place, like? Exactly. <laughs> I want to know what that like, what, what's that feel like? What's that smell like? What does it look like? Right. And so many have actually called for after the Houston series specifically that the angels would have Maybe a closed-door meeting or a players-only meeting, something along those lines. Now, mm-hmm. if they do, we may not know it because nobody talks to the media except for Phil Nevin. But our boy Sam Blum might find out, so Sammy can let us know. But here's here's the thing that I, I'm i curious about and, and want your opinion on. If the Angels do have said meeting because they need to re-fire up everybody, rally the troops, first, who who leads that meeting, John? And second question is, what should be discussed? At that meeting, let's let's start with who you think leads that meeting.
1: I I thought it was really interesting. Sam Blum actually was able to have an interview, and and the rest of the beat writers as well, uh, talking to Anthony Rendon about his return, and he had some really interesting things to say. Here's what he said, Mike, on Tuesday, and this is how I know that Anthony Rendon makes Locked On Angels his first listen <laughs> of the day yes. because listen to this right now. I always tell these guys we need to get a minimum of 15 wins a month, Rendon said. Hmm. You do the math. If we get 90 wins, we're going to have a good chance to be in the hunt and be able to play longer into October. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Uh, We haven't been playing our best, but we've hit the bare minimum, so I need to push these guys a bit more and maybe get a 16th or 17th win. So we just have to keep grinding. Mike? Is Anthony Rendon the guy to step up and be the locker room leader? Before you answer that, like I mentioned a few episodes ago, Victor Rojas, who does the Angels Win podcast, they do a great job once a week show. He said that Mike Trout should be the leader. However, Mike Trout is not that kind of guy. He leads more by example mm-hmm. rather than, you know, verbally or getting in somebody's face or anything. like. You're not going to see that. So to see that Anthony Rendon might be the one to step up that sounds kind of interesting to me it makes sense he's been on a championship team he's been around a long time but the problem is is he hasn't been on the field a lot of the time so that's kind of the conundrum there what do you think about anthony rendon as the locker room leader
0: well he had another quote and i'm paraphrasing but the other quote was essentially the angels have sucked the last 10 years and i've been here for (laughs) a couple of those years that have sucked and 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 quite frankly i love that he was honest about that yeah i love that, that that is what's going to endear him to this fan base. That's yeah. why we love Jared Walsh. Jared Walsh can struggle and struggle and struggle, but you see somebody out there that's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna work hard and I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna play good defense." Right? He's gonna do what he can. And Anthony Rendon talking that way actually makes me go, "Yeah, that's yeah. what I want." It's and about that's the time somebody said that, right? Absolutely, right, absolutely. Now, now he's not gonna be able to be allowed to talk to yeah, the media. It's too negative. Too Carpe- ne- Carpino's gonna say, negative. "Come on, bro, we're not gonna." Yeah. Pay- Right, I I think Anthony Rendon is the locker room leader, and I mm. think be that that dog, he can be that bulldog that rallies these guys because you and I both know that when when you are the older person, like whether it be on a team or whether it be playing with somebody or whatever it might be, people are always going to look to you, and I think Rendon is going to be the guy that people are going to look to because. He's a dad, married guy, has a World Series ring, has mm-hmm. has really performed well, right? And I think that he actually can be the guy that can say, uh-uh, we're, we're not doing that. This is what we're doing. Hey, you need to do better. Hey, you need to fix this. Hey, pay attention here. I think he just needs to be that that dad guy. He needs to be mm-hmm. that dad energy for this team. And I think that that actually will be really beneficial to the Halos and if he starts doing this, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already started doing this because I, I sensed on on what was it t- Tuesday night and then Wednesday night, I sensed a different Mike Trout. I, yeah. I feel like Trout looks different, sounds different. Even in his interview after Tuesday night, he he was just really. He was trout-like in his answers, but mm-hmm. there was something about him that, that felt a little bit different. Like, there was a bit more, like, focus. There was a bit more passion. There was a bit more, like, this was good. This was exciting, right? And and so I think Rendon is that guy. I think Rendon should be that guy, and I think that that conversation should start right now if it hasn't. I think about Tori Hunter, Mike, and how he was a, a new guy, so to speak, uh, there for a
1: while. But he stepped up and was a locker room leader, Almost right away. And even though he wasn't like a, a, an angel his whole career or anything like that, he really stepped up in the time that he was here. I think he even clashed with Pujols in, in 2012. And, yeah. and and that shows me that like he cares. And I think at the end of the day, I know Anthony Rendon hasn't been able to play. But that's not by his own design. You right. can't help these injuries. It sucks and it certainly costs the Angels a lot of money. But man to see that he would step up in that way, I think it's really important to to take in and and see that he said that it, it really brings me a lot of relief to just say, hey this team is not doing well and and I'm part of that problem I've been yeah. part of that problem yeah and so it, that was encouraging to say what what kind of conversations? should be had if the Angels are going to have this closed-door meeting. Do you, do
0: you feel like they even need one now, or, or what do you think? I think they need one, and I think that they should have a conversation. Maybe it's not going to be as intense or as emotional. I, I think waiting until the, the, the ship falls apart is, is stupid. I think you need yeah. to have these conversations now because these conversations are conversations they should be having on the regular. I think they need right. to be surrounded around three words, accountability, responsibility, and ownership. Ooh, I think players on. need to hold each other to a higher standard. And I think this is where Rendon can really help. Whether he's on the field or not, John, I think he can be somebody that can hold people to a higher standard. I think the second thing with responsibility is is helping helping them to look at each other and say, hey, let's do this together. I think with Mickey Moniak as, as an example, I think Mickey has been a great guy coming out of the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. And performing he he's not come up and then there hasn't been excuses for well you know he's got to get adjusted and he's got yeah. He he's come up and he's immediately been awesome for right. us and then when it comes to the third word and that's ownership I think the players need to speak honestly every chance they get because what we felt from Rendon in his interviews was helpful and powerful I, I yeah. think about Jacob deGrom's interview after he was diagnosed with needing to get Tommy John surgery Oof. I loved that emotion and yeah. my heart was broken for him. Yeah, mine too. But I love that emotion. He's like, this is a different team and I want to be here and I want to help. And I, man, I love that. And I love when players are just raw and real that way.
1: I think it helps out the whole fan base when players are open and honest. And even though the maybe the media can't ask the questions that they always want to ask, at least the players can give the responses that fans would would and, and deserve to hear.
0: Johnny, something that you and I have been on that has to do with Anthony Rendon is how do the Halos fix the runners in scoring position problem? <laughs> so this was just maybe a week or maybe two weeks ago that we actually started this conversation and we did a deep dive on Trout and Otani. Oh, wait, and, wait, wait, wait. Oh, hold on. Okay, I got to say, we did this,
1: Mike, we did this in the off season. That's because true. Because I researched it. And That's I went true. back to 2021 and 2022 and explained why the angels need Anthony Rendon in this lineup. And even though it's been frustrating that he hasn't been in as many games as he should be, man, we've been on this. We've been on this for a long time. And the reason why is because without him, this team is much less scary. They're not able to deliver with runners in scoring position. And it's not just an issue that's been plaguing them in 2023. If you go back to 22 and 21, you can see, especially in 22, Anthony Rendon with runners in scoring position came through nine times out of 10, man. Well, I guess if his average is like 300, it's more like three times out of 10, but still, (laughs) uh, but still he's hitting like 300 since 22 with runners in scoring position. And that conversation came up this week about Anthony Rendon's return and whatnot. But Mike, I got to say that if you listen to lockdown angels and somebody did shout us out on Twitter, which I really appreciate. That's our goal here. We want to, educate, we want to inform and we want to help you see baseball in a different way, maybe even the team itself in a different way, and that's why we dig into the stats that we do. That's why we dig into the numbers that we do and we've had this conversation about Anthony Rendon back in like December, I think. And yeah. to know that this is now coming up as the the topic of the day, well, I just want to say We've been on that.
0: We've been on that. <laughs> here's here, here's some stats that are actually pretty eye-opening. This season, Rendon's teammates have hit 295 with runners in scoring position in the 30 games that Rendon, this is obviously before last night, in the 30 games that Rendon has started, a number that goes up to, get this, Johnny, 302 when you add Rendon's production. Mm. In the 31 games that Rendon has missed, the Angels have hit 187 with runners Ooh. in scoring position and all of the angel fans say amen because everybody <laughs> has felt that and has seen that and we've been talking about this ad nauseum over and over and over again and what's interesting is you brought up last year and the year before and the numbers actually indicate the same occurrence mm-hmm. with the angel because uh like for example the last two seasons the non-rendon angels hit 278 with runners in scoring position in the 105 games when he was in the lineup and 235 in the 219 games when he wasn't in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And in the pandemic-shortened 2020 season, the Angels played only eight games without Rendon. So, Johnny, he's the key. Whether people like it or not, and whether yeah. they he deserves the money or not, he is the key yeah. to this team hitting and hitting well when it counts, which is why we got to keep him on the field. And it seems in the last two games that he's been back, that there is some sort of strategy. They're going to remove him late in the game. They're going to bring in Gio Urshela or somebody else. Do you like that? Is there another strategy that's better? What would you do to make sure that Rendon is on the field as often as possible?
1: Well, first, I got to point out that it was great to get a win last night, even though Gio Urshela wasn't in the lineup, you know, and they had Jared Walsh at first base. Obviously, Walsh is still struggling. He was able to draw a walk, but he is just not... Found it yet since he's been back? He looked great in AAA for the rehab assignments, but since he's been up, he's just really struggled and swung at some bad pitches, right? So he's still got to find it. However, if there's a world where, in which, kind of like on Tuesday night when we were at the game, you had Gio Rochella at first base and you had Rendon at third, and then they swapped everybody. They put Gio at third and they put Walsh in at first because they had the lead, number one. And number two, once you have the lead, your job is to prevent people from scoring, and that comes down to good defense. Mike, the reason why the Angels won last night was, like you said, it was a recipe for success: hitting, pitching, and fielding. And the fielding was phenomenal. You had Zach Neto short, you had Brandon Drury tearing it up at second, you had Jared Walsh at first base all game, and Rendon over there at third. Good defense, and then of course the outfielders—they all did a great job. But to keep Rendon healthy. There's always a plan and there's always a way to take him off his feet if you have the lead. If you don't need Rendon in that lineup in the 7th, 8th, and ninth, and you're up far enough, I think that you have an acceptable moment to keep him off his feet. Now obviously as we get toward you know the end of the season and the games matter more and if the Angels are still in it and fighting you're going to want to keep Rendon in all nine innings because you don't know if you're going to need him later on but I like what they've been doing so far since he's been back. You, you you take the lead, and then you can replace him over at third because I think Gio is just as capable, if not more, than Anthony Rendon. In the past, historically, Rendon's been the better third baseman, but we've seen the errors that he can make. We've seen the issues that he's had throwing over to first, and you just feel a little bit more comfortable with Gio Urshela over there. I, I think my stomach sinks every time. I see Rendon throw over to first. And yeah. so all of that to say, I'm okay with them taking him off his feet if his bat in the lineup isn't needed at that point of the game. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I wonder, just thinking out loud, I wonder if when we need him in the lineup, they're they're taking him out late in that game, th- that, that might be a tension that they're going to have to wrestle through, right? Sure. Because like last night, They didn't need him. Like we were up four runs, and it looked it looked like we were going to get the victory. They're going to have to wrestle through. Like you know what, we might have an opportunity to knock in some runs late in this game because we're only up by one or down by one. Sure. So that's when they're going to have to really be thoughtful about it. And I think that's where well, that's the thing. That's where we as fans are going to have to really trust Phil Nevin's gut in those moments and the whole you know the whole team, the whole management team, what they're going to do with Rendon. I I hope that they do. Help him to stay healthy, and, and I'm okay with him maybe missing a few games here or there as long as he's in those games that count later on. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, right now in June, I think these games count. I think these games are 100%. some of the most important games. And what's great about June so far is now that we're back to 500, we've got three wins and 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 three losses. This is actually a, a, a good moment for us to get a victory against the Cubbies tonight. And and with Rendon, it's obvious that he is a a huge influence and a huge impact in this lineup.
1: Yeah, it was important for the Angels to win last night because Houston lost and Seattle lost and the Rangers lost. So everybody dropped down a peg while the Angels moved up. And they have to keep doing that through June and take advantage of the fact that we're playing the Cubs and the other teams are playing much more difficult teams at the moment. And right. we've certainly had our share of that too. We've been playing tough teams while they had it easy and, and they were earning wins. And so we just have to go and do the exact same thing. We also got to step up and take on the teams that matter, like the Rangers. When And when Seattle comes to town, you want to see Rendon in there as much as possible. You yep. want to see him in there as much as possible against the Rangers. Mike, I wonder if in the offseason, there's a world where Rendon... Thinks about first base. Yeah. Just because, you know, he's more than capable of doing that over there. I know it's a different look. However, if you can play third, I think you can play first. And I think it's going to be a lot less excruciating for him over at first base. Maybe they have that conversation. I don't know. But I just think they have to do everything they can in their power to keep him healthy on the field. And most importantly, in that
0: lineup thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day remember the Angels play the Cubbies tonight at 6.38 Pacific time going for the sweep hopefully we can get that Reed Detmers is on the mound looking for his first victory you can catch every pitch of this game the hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app just search Angels Hey, be sure you give us a follow
1: at Locked On Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You're going to want to do that because, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show?
0: It's Fan Mail Friday, so we are going to talk all about your questions and your thoughts and your comments and so send those in to us you can message us you can leave us a voicemail all of that is available to you in the show description we would love to hear from you tomorrow on fan mail friday can't wait to get into your questions
1: and your voicemails of course that voicemail phone number is in the episode description below so you can give us a call there in the meantime my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john thanks for being here with us and we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more locked on angels